Okay, hi everyone. Uh, this is Willie Miranda, Miranda Real Estate Group, and today I have a very special guest with us, uh, Shannon McCarthy. Hello, Shannon. Hey, Willie. So uh, I know we just spent a few minutes just kind of getting our stuff organized here, or at least my stuff on my end, and um, really excited about having this. So so grateful for having you on my call today and uh, and doing this podcast. Uh, we've had a lot of changes, I know, over the last uh, several weeks, and it's one of those things that um, you know. The strong survive and and uh, we just move forward. And I know you're doing a great job with your team uh, up in Saratoga. So, um, Shannon, I'll just jump right into it and, and get into some of these questions and thoughts that I had for our podcast today. But I wanted to talk about um, just a little bit of background on yourself. You know, I've seen you. We've done a couple deals together. We've had great transactions together. Um, a lot of my agents have, uh, have always talked very highly of you as well. Uh, and also clients, you know, sometimes uh, talking behind the scenes with clients, uh, they're very, very happy with what you do. And uh, it's great to see that. And uh, this whole podcast with Live with the Leaders is really talking to people like yourself of people that came into the business. I know you've been in the business now since like 2003 and you've done a, a great job. And I really want to get a little bit of background on you as to how, how, maybe a little bit even before you got into real estate, what you did, where you came from. Uh, and then we'll go from there. So where are you from? How did you get to be to where you are today? Yeah, so going way back here. Um, so I have been born and raised in Saratoga Springs. Um, grew up there, was born in Sar at Saratoga Hospital. Went to Saratoga High. Um, you know, shortly after I graduated from high school, um, I moved to Miami to go to college. Um, I had a very, you know, rough, um, childhood in terms of, you know, my um, upbringing. I, you know, came from a single mom household. We were, you know, with three kids. You know, it was really, um, it was tough and it was, you know, it was hard and, um, you know, she struggled and, and, and worked very hard to, you know, get us what we needed. But, you know, I learned very, um, at a young age that I really wanted to be successful. I really wanted to, you know, um, make a lot of money and have a, you know, nice life and all of that. So uh, moved to Miami, went to college, had to pay for it myself. So really struggled down there. Um, couldn't really, you know, find my way. I didn't have any direction or, or anyone sort of helping me to sort of figure out, you know, the basics of like, you know, even how to pick classes. I, I was just struggling. I, I had to work full time while I was down there too. Um, so, you know, college just didn't go well. Um, basically, I just ultimately started working more. I was bartending and waitressing and I was making a ton of money and I was just hustling really hard. And I was like, okay, you know, I, I, I you know, can't live like this forever. This is not a lifestyle that, you know, is, you know, I'm not going to get where I want to be you know, making drinks. So I figured, all right, well, let me go home and kind of figure out what I need to do. So I moved home and I, you know, bounced around and, um, you know, had some retail jobs and you know, kind of lost, not really sure where I was going to go or what I was going to do. And someone came along and suggested real estate. You know, you should get involved in real estate. So I looked into it and, you know, it's, it's very easy, as you know, to get your real estate license. And right. it was unlimited potential in terms of the money you could make. And to be quite honest, I looked around at some of the people that were successful in the real estate industry. And I was like, Hey, if he can do it, if she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> so, um, you know, got in real estate, um, 
joined a team and you know basically I would you know it was it was one of those situations where I was the minion and you know I just hustled I just raised my hand for every opportunity and every you know lead that came into the office and showed up early and answered the phone you know back then it was 2003 there was you know this is like pre-iPhones this is right. like right. you know so all the calls came into the office and I was like figured out pretty quickly all right so if I show up to the office every day and pick up these phone calls I'm gonna get like all these opportunities and you know I just started to build rapport with these people and learn about what they were looking for and so you know fast forward worked worked you know really hard um i actually the first year i was in real estate i worked a full-time retail job and i worked full-time real estate and my my sort of like memory of that year was i took one day off i think it was christmas because that was the only day that the you know retail store was closed so i worked whether it was in real estate or at the retail store, I worked, you know, every single day for 365 days. And my goal was at the end of that year, I would have enough money saved that I would be able to quit my retail job, support myself, and just sell real estate. So that's what I did. Um, and then built, built my business, built my business. And at the end of five years, I was doing about 50 deals a year for this team. And I had built my business up and I said, okay, I'm going to go out on my own because I wanted to do things differently. I had a different vision for the type of agent that I wanted to be. Um, so then I started my own thing and, you know, did that for a while. I think I did that for six or seven years and I was a solo agent. I had an assistant, you know, I was hustling. I was selling 60, 70 houses a year and I was, you know, burning out. I mean, I was, get, I was literally working myself to be sick. I was, I would work until my body shut down and I would have to sleep for 12 hours. Like I was so, you know, I just, and I met my, you know, my current, you know, love of my life, my, you know, my best friend. And, you know, he was like, Chris was like, listen, you can't live like this. This is not sustainable. You are not, you know, going to be able to continue with this and you have to figure something out. So, um, you know, worked with my coach, figured out how I was going to start to assemble my team. And um, so probably I would say about, you know, four years ago, started a team and, you know, now we're uh, a total of nine people. I have two operations people and six agents that I work with. And, uh, you know, we're, we're doing 150 transactions a year as a team. And, you know, now I'm kind of looking to the next thing. So. Well, that's a hell of a background, Shannon. <laughs> you know, you know, looking at uh, just where you came from. I mean, you know, it's it's funny how our childhood does shape, you know, who we are uh, and who we become. And it's one of those things that it sounded like, you know, you wanted things that you didn't have growing up as a kid, right? So you wanted to not suffer and have to go through some of the things you probably saw your mom go through. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know, you and I share similar stories with that, with just you know, working hard. You know, I did the same. I paid my way through college and. Uh, bartended, same thing. I worked at Pizza Hut, I worked at McDonald's, I worked at the gas station pumping gas. I mean, you do what you have to do, right, to, to get to the goal that you want to have uh, when you're really driven like that. So, no, that's awesome. I mean, you mentioned, um, you know, coming out of, of school and, and being young at, at an age of, what, you said 22 years old and being like, you know, what do I want to do? And someone suggested real estate. 
Uh, and, you know, I talk to people all the time coming out of college, right, even right now, like, you don't know what to do. Like I said, hey, don't worry about it if you don't have it figured out because most people don't have it figured out. Just because you have some type of education on your belt or you graduate with a four-year or two-year or whatever doesn't mean that you have it figured out. Uh, but you have to pick a lane, and I think that's exactly what you did. Like you saw real estate can satisfy a lot of different needs and a lot of different wants that you had, and you just went all in. And really, I mean, working two different full-time jobs like that, uh, I commend you for still being you know, so, so passionate about the business because most people would have gotten burned burn out by now and been out. But uh, so great stuff there. And, you know, you have new agents that are coming into the business now and a lot of them are graduating from college and they're, they're at a point where like, you know, real estate, geez, I didn't have to go to college to get my real estate license. Like you said, so easy to get. And here I just spent the last four years. How can I go to my parents? How can I tell them? you know, thanks mom and dad for the four-year degree at a private school somewhere, but I'm going to be a real estate agent. Um, maybe you could talk a little about that as to, you know, some of your thoughts with that, because I think people don't, if you treat real estate as a career and you do it the right way with the right foundation, uh, it could be better than a lot of careers that are out there that people think that are, you know, those nine to fives or, you know, the ones that have uh, retirement funds and pension funds. Uh, that supposedly are better than, say, a real estate career. But what what advice would you give to someone coming new into the business that maybe just graduated and wanted to do the same thing that you did? They can't just show up to the office today and answer the phones because, like you said, the phones are not really ringing uh, at the offices like they used to. But what are some things they can do today to get started uh, in the real estate career? Well, I mean, I think the the main thing that a new agent has to come to the understanding is that the majority of your day needs to be spent looking for business you know it's not what you see on tv it's not you know showing beautiful homes and negotiating contracts your main job is to look for business and you know i'm a big advocate of teams because i feel like it's a you know it's a great way to um you know learn and have a mentor and um, you know there's going to be leads that are just going to fall off that top producer that's you know has all these listings and there's going to be opportunities but you know the main thing that you have to understand is that the majority of your time is going to be spent working for business that's it that's your job that is so true i mean prospecting is number one right we're in the lead generation business not in the real estate business we're in the lead generation business for sure uh, just like any other uh, entrepreneur that we know that's out there. I mean, whether you're a dentist, an attorney, it doesn't matter. They're always looking for leads. Um, and if once that lead generation piece stops, you're pretty much out of business. And I think that uh, when you go to get your real estate license, they don't teach us how to become successful in real estate. Right? Mm -hmm. It's all contract law and, you know, um, all the different things with financing and, um, you know, how to, you know, how to get out of contracts, how to get into contracts and all that stuff. But I think when it really comes down to building a business, uh, Shannon, you hit it right on the head. We have to know how to lead generate. Mm -hmm. And if you don't know how to lead generate, then you need to be on a team to start that are going to drop leads into your lap that you can go and run. Maybe take them at a discounted rate, but rightly so. Um, you'll earn the right to get your own leads uh, as time moves on and as you do a great job for others to get re repeat and referral business. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, uh, time management, I know, is another big piece, too. Like you mentioned lead generation, but, you know, one of the things that you said, uh, you know, well, I was in the office every day. Like you got up every day early and like went to the office. Like that was just the thing you did because you knew by being there, 
uh, you were engaged, you were focused, you were, you know, dressed, ready to go. Uh, I see a lot of agents now because things are so virtual now, right? We don't have those floor time type situation and calls and a lot of agents say, well, I don't have anything going on today, so I'm just going to stay home and be in my, you know, pink sweats or, or uh, cotton shorts or whatever people wear at home. I know I was sharing with you some of the things through uh, the coronavirus I was wearing, um, you know, just wearing sweats and, and having a suit top and, and, and jacket on uh, up top so no one knew what was going on. But um, let's talk about time management. I mean, how important was that to you in the beginning? And maybe um, start with that, you know, as far as maybe a new agent coming into the business, but kind of based on what you did, what are some things that they should be doing and what would a typical day look like, say, in the beginning of someone's career versus, you know, maybe how your, your, your uh, time management is now? Yeah, I mean, I've evolved a lot on time management over the years. I mean, I've been obviously working on my crafts and working, you know, on getting better every year. So, you know, what works for you depending on what your goals are, right? So what works for you to do 12 deals a year or 24 deals a year? It's not going to work for you if you're going to be doing 100 deals a year, 150 deals a year or more. So I think early on, you know, I knew that I needed to, you know, show, I, I treated it like a real job, right? So I showed up, I worked, you know, I, I, I spent the time, um, you know, just really sort of focused. I had two jobs, so when I was selling, you know, doing my real estate, I was focused on that. And, um, you know, I think you have to treat it like a real job. You know, one of my coaches early on said to me, you know, I think one of my early goals is I want to make $100,000 a year. Like, that's really, you know, that would be, that's really what I want. And they said, okay, well, let's talk about some jobs where you make $100,000 a year. You know, what do you have to do for that company to make hundred grand a year, you know? You got to show up. You got to be on time. You got to be prepared. You got to do your work. So, what makes you think that you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars a year selling real estate if you don't have those same techniques, right? I mean, yeah. so oh, true. So it's like you know now. I, I, I mean, I also you know have worked on this a lot, and you know one of the things that I know now that I really wish I knew when I was in my twenties was the whole concept of a very powerful morning routine. Because if you set yourself up in the morning to have a powerful morning routine, you are so much better equipped to deal with the arrows, the flaming arrows that are thrown at us daily with all the problems that are going on with our deals. And, you know, you know now I'm dealing with, you know, the agents on my team and all their problems and my admins need me and then my clients need me and then this fire is happening here. And every so it's like, all right, so now you have to have a very strong morning routine so that you are equipped to deal with all of that. Uh, because if you're not mentally, you're just not going to be able to handle it. So, you know, now I've sort of shifted and said, okay, the, the morning routine is really the key to be able to sustain the workload. And if I knew that early on, I think it would have actually helped me a lot because, you know, the, the, the mindset that I have today you know, it's totally different from the mindset I had when I was, you know, 22, 23, 24, 25 years old. I mean, I remember going home and just crying, just being so overwhelmed by, you know, getting yelled at from that seller or, you know, somebody left the door unlocked and like, you know, you're just feeling so overwhelmed by it all. And the morning routine is, is definitely the key to, to be able to handle it. Yeah. So you said the flaming arrow. I totally can actually see that. And it's so true, right? We're just all the stuff that we get that comes at us. 
and you have all the great intentions of going into work and, and doing things, but day gets away from you and you have all these different things that are going on and it's always our fault, right? Uh, like you mentioned about the door being unlocked. Uh, we had a couple of those phone calls. But, you know, specifically, I mean, what were some of the action items that you actually did in the morning? Like what would be a morning routine for someone newer now? Like, you know, you said you had some advice from your coach and that type of stuff. First thought on that is what was your goal like your first year uh, as far as like, was it 12 deals, 20 deals, 25 deals? What was, what was your initial goal coming out? Yeah, I didn't have a goal. I didn't know anything about goals. I didn't know anything about anything. I had right. no guidance whatsoever. I was completely, you know, I call it baptism by fire. I had, you know, n no real leadership, no real training, nothing. Um, so I took a lot of my experience in my first year in real estate and said, okay, when I, I, I don't want to be like that. I want to, I want to have a team where, you know, my agents are going to have a different experience and I have high expectations on my team, but so there was no goal. I mean, there was, I was completely lost. I, I, I had to figure it out as I went. So, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, it makes total sense. I mean, there's a lot of people that come into it blindly like that and they just work, 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 work. And you know, because you did that, you were successful, obviously. Uh, what do they say? The, uh, the top 3% of agents countrywide do 25 deals or more, right? So that shows that 97% that's left that are doing under 25 deals. So if you're coming out of the gate and like you said, you're doing 25, 50 deals within a short period of time, you were, uh, you were pushing the, the needle for sure uh, and considered to be, uh, like I said, one of those rock stars. And that was really not until I was five years in. I mean, my first year in the business, I mean, I think I sold three houses. Uh-huh. Okay. So. That's good to know. Yeah, that's good to know because a lot of people think they need to sell. I didn't sell 20 houses a year, so I'm a failure, and I'm in one year in the business. I'm like, you did 12 deals. That's awesome. You know, like, let's, let's go 15. Let's go 20 next year. Let's go 25. But 12 deals is pretty good. So to you, like you said, you did three deals your yeah. first year. That's three awesome. Deals. Three deals, I think maybe I did seven or eight the next, uh -huh. you know, and then it just ramped, right? Because then I started to figure out, figure it out, and I started to figure out, you know, who I could go to mentor-wise, and then I had a broker manager that was instrumental in getting me going, and I started to kind of align myself with different people to figure it out. You know, I just figured it out. So, um, you know, and then sort of ramped up so that when I was – at the end of five years in the business, I was up there to, you know, doing 50 deals a year. And, you know, I had a lot of great opportunities and I just walked through the door. You know, I wasn't maybe ready for it, but I just kept going forward because there was no other option for me. Failure was not an option. I didn't have a fallback. I was, you know, this had to work. So, um, so yeah, I mean, you make it work, right? I mean, that's the thing. And, you know, for me, I, I, I every single year is another goal and it never goes away, right? I mean, you're always, for me, looking to get better and looking to help more people. And, um, but yeah, the, the beginning, it was, you know, I was, I was totally lost. Well, I'm glad you said that because there's a lot of agents out there, like I said, I think they need to be at a certain, and I, and I tell all new agents when they come on board, like this is like really a, a three-year apprenticeship program. Like it's going to take you a good two or three years before you even get the, a good hang, hang for the business, a good feel for it. But there's a lot of people that are just watching you in the beginning, friends, family, that type of thing. Like, is that person going to really, you know, take my three, four or $500,000 investment? Well, I'm going to wait to see how they do first. 
and you have a lot of people that will wait and see what happens with you. But yeah. it takes a time to build up that, that center of influence. It takes time to build up that repeat and referral business. And I, I, I really a good solid three years before you're like, okay, I made it, right? I'm getting those up to that 20 deal a year uh, level mm -hmm. and, and so forth. So they can make a good living from it. So mm -hmm. let me go back to that time management piece. I, wanna, I don't want to mess that uh, that uh, morning because that is so important what you said and that, that's a huge nugget. Um, having a routine in the morning and mm -hmm. uh, we have what we call a perfect week um, that, we, that we train on and I've been trained on by coaching myself uh, just like you have. Um, tell us what that perfect day looks like or that perfect morning routine, if you would, from the time you wake up till the time it's like, okay, throw the flame uh, arrows at me. Yeah, so it really starts with the night before, right? So the night before, I'm really just kind of doing like the brain dump. You know, what are the things that I really need to focus on? You know, what are the, the most important things that I need to focus on, right? So it starts with the night before, you know, get a good night's rest. Um, you know, I... I I'm even to the point where, like, I study my, my sleep cycles. Like, that's how, you know, sleep is a very important part of performing at a high level. You know, any, you know, big CEO or professional athlete or anybody who's really, you know, and I'm going for great. Like, I, I'm going for that number one spot. Like, that's what I'm going for. So I'm sort of aligning myself with that, those types of behaviors that the very, very best of the best are doing. So, you know, night before, good night's sleep, wake up. You know, probably around 5.30 is, is optimal. Spend about a half an hour, you know, writing out gratitudes, meditation, you know, before the phone starts ringing, before people start calling and texting and demanding you to do things for them. It's, it's really, you know, sitting down and saying, all right, think about my, what am I grateful for? What, you know, who are the people in my life that are important to me? Um, what are my goals? What are my team's goals? What What are the agents on my team looking to do? And how can I help them? How can I support them? My clients, you know, what are, what is the overall, what am I really kind of going after and why? Why am I doing this? Right? So that's kind of key. That's, that's a good like 30 minutes. Um, you know, I usually, you know, drink some water, you know, have some coffee, you know, sit with my dog, you know, really spend time doing that. And then I usually go right into exercise, you know, you and I, we, you know, talk at Orange Theory. Yeah. Um, exercise is so important. Um, just for mindset, just to get the blood pumping, just to really kind of release the stress of the day and just really kind of get that endorphin rush. Um, you know, then I go straight into, you know, getting ready, getting dressed, whether I'm home on quarantine or whether I'm going to the office, I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready. Um, and then, you know, usually I go straight into role play is a big part of our team. I have six agents on my team, so I'm kind of the um, alternate for role play. So I'll usually jump on some role plays, help my agents with some things that they're struggling with and how to better communicate with the sellers to get the point across of what we're trying to help them with and what, what we're trying to achieve for them and overcome, you know, some objections. So usually go right into that. And then 8 a.m. start you know, reviewing my day, figuring, you know, I'm usually on three to six appointments a day, usually listing appointments, um, buyer consultations, um, you know, the days are different, you know, Monday's team meetings, Thursday I coach um, eight, the agents on my team and one-on-ones, you know, different days of the week have different things, but, um, you know, 9 to 11, 4 to 6 p.m., those are kind of the 
the prime times to do, you know, your lead follow-up calls, your, your, your prospecting, um, you know, touching base with everyone, uh, and, you know, appointments, negotiating contracts, you know, all of that just kind of, you know, just, just, just fills in the rest of the day. Usually try to um, end the day, uh, you know, with a nice long walk, um, you know, just to kind of bring things back down. And, you know, sometimes we go into the night, you know, if you're, if you're negotiating a contract and, you know, you got to sometimes, you know, jump back into work mode at 7 to 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night sometimes. Um, but that's, you know, that's kind of a no, that's great. ideal. No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, you know, the night before, big one for sure. Uh, that's part of our perfect week that I've been trained on it myself. And that's so important because your subconscious mind already starts working on it the night before. So you get up and you're ready. Um, you mentioned mm -hmm. gratitude and, and doing those type of things. Uh, so important, just the mindset. Um, but the one thing that you said on there is you time block, whether it be 9 to 11 or 4 to 6, mm -hmm. two-hour time block that's just dedicated to lead generation, mm -hmm. making all those follow-up calls, making all those connections. And that's where I think that a lot of agents miss the opportunity and they're not as successful as they really can be because they don't have good follow-up skills or they don't treat it uh, as a uh, – like I tell my agents, treat it like a listing appointment. That 9 to 11 is like you want a listing appointment. You're not texting anyone. You're not emailing anyone. You're not chit-chatting with anyone. Like you're on, you're on point with that that seller, right? Do the same thing with your prospecting, and you will be successful. And and there's a lot of a lot of agents that I know and, and agents that I coach around the country that do a great job doing that because they time block that. And you you hit it uh, right on the head with that two-hour time block. So, uh, but lead generations, like what do they call on, right? What do I say? What do I call on? Well, you just said uh, role playing important, and you do that. So they already kind of know, and by the time they're on the phone with someone, you would rather them know what they're saying, you know, right off the tip of their tongue versus fumble it in a real live follow-up with a, with a prospect and then lose thousands of dollars because they didn't say the right thing. So mm -hmm. tell me about lead generation. I know there's all different ways that we can come up with uh, uh, types, you know, business. And what would be your top two or three lead generation pillars of where you get the majority of your business now? Yeah, so now I, you know, we're very heavy in past client, you know, very heavy in COI. We've always been very um, passionate about making sure that our buyers and sellers have a great experience, as good as we can, right? There's, it, it's going to be hard, and there's going to be um, challenges with every transaction that are completely out of our control, but we really want to make sure that they have a good experience. So because of that, we have a lot of past client referrals, you know, past clients that come back to us. Um, so that's really high. The other thing that we're doing well with is these lead portal sites. So Zillow, Trulia, Realtor.com. So we've spent a lot of um, time in working how to best best practices on working those lead sources and converting those leads. And I would say probably the third for us would be open houses, which obviously, you know, is right now, currently, you know, we can't do them because of COVID, but um, you know, we really enjoy doing open houses. It's a great way to, you know, meet people and, you know, some days you're going to get nobody and you've got to be okay with that, but you've got to look at it over the course of a year and have a plan. You know, how many open houses are you going to do a month? How are you going to market them? How are you going to follow up? You know, there, you can't just kind of do it, you know, willy-nilly, but I think you have to have a plan for anything that you do and then be consistent with it. But I would say those are probably our top three. 
Yeah, that's awesome. The one thing you said about Zillow and having a process, Realtor.com, like I have so many agents that say, you know, what do I do for business? And, you know, we say, you know, you have to be online, offline, but online would be just use Zillow as an example. And then they go on it for a month or two and they're like, no, the, the Zillow leads that, you, you know, I got, how, how are you doing with them? Oh, they suck. And I'm like, well, what, what do you mean they, they suck? I mean, they're, they're people, they're buyers, right? And when I talk to them, I'll find out that a lot of them don't even have a good follow-up to them, right? Like you have to call those leads right away because we're calling 10 other agents. Uh, but you have to also know that if they don't pick up the phone and call you right back, that's very normal. Mm -hmm. And I, I say that 80% of sales are made on a fifth to 12 contact. If you're only calling them once, leaving her a message and never calling them back again, shame on you, not, not the, the lead itself. So yeah, sure there's, you, guys there's, have there's, you have to have a strategy, you know, and you have to really work on your skills and, you know, you have to answer that call and you have to build rapport and, and you have to really, um, you know, create an opportunity uh, where you are, you know, trying to get a face-to-face -face appointment with that person. Right. I mean, that is, should be your main goal when you have a, a Zillow lead. It's really about getting a face-to-face. -face. And, uh, you know, so, but, and all of these best practices, they're all available. I mean, if you just do your research and do your homework and figure out, like, what are, what are the best agents doing to convert these leads and do that, it will work for you. Absolutely. All right, last question on here that I thought that um, would be important, and I see you do a lot of it, is how important uh, is social media to you and your team, and what are you guys doing to attract, uh, you know, and why do you do it, and, and what type of business are you attracting from it? Yeah, so social media has really become, you know, one of our main focuses um, in the last couple of years, obviously. Um, you know, there's a couple of facets to it. I think it's really important to consider in terms of, promoting your sellers and their properties. So, you know, everyone's eyes are on social media. So obviously that's a great way for you to promote your properties. And, um, you know, through Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn, there's so many different channels that you can use as a tool to help promote your properties. Um, the second thing really is sort of brand building yourself as an agent. So, you know, you and I have talked about this. People are going to work with who they like and trust. So Instagram and Facebook, it's just a really great way to say to the world, this is who I am. This is, you know, this is what I'm like. You know, you're not going to be everyone's flavor. Some people are not going to like you, and that's okay. But when you put yourself out there on social media, whether it's through videos or um, tips and tricks or, you know, behind the scenes, what kind of person you're like, your people will find you. And if you're sincere and you're authentic and you're yourself, then those people that are meant to be your people will reach out to you and they will like you. And anybody who doesn't, that's okay. You know, not everyone is going to like you and not everyone is going to think that, you know, you're um, the right person, the right agent for them. But, you know, putting yourself out there, being vulnerable, you know, um, through videos and sharing with your community uh, what you know as a professional and giving back is just a great way to build your brand. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and you do a great job on it. So uh, keep doing the great work out there that you do. And I know you do not only stuff for, you know, your, your clients, but you're also doing stuff uh, giving back to the community, which is great to see. Um, and I guess last thing, you know, as far as your team, right, and if you take a look maybe even in the next five years, what are some goals and where do you see yourself in the next four or five years with, with your team and what you're trying to, to achieve? 
Yeah, so, you know, I see ourselves, um, you know, getting into expansion. You know, I'd really like to, um, you know, I have a, a great agent on my team, Ashley Nagy, who lives in Lake George, and I really would like to, you know, work with her and build a team in Lake George. Um, you know, I'd also like to, you know, expand into different markets, take our systems and processes and our checklists and, and reach other communities. I think it's, it's really important. I have a very talented team of agents that I work with, um, and I want to make sure that my world is big enough so that we can continue to work together and, um, you know, I can help fulfill their goals. And, you know, I learned a while ago that, you know, one of the things that's really important to me is, to kind of reach back and help other people who really want to make it in the real estate industry and and help them um, through coaching and and leadership uh, to help them achieve their goals and you know I think it's really important for me to give back in that way because um, it makes you feel good you know to help people I want to have an impact on people's lives and so you know that's really how I look at the future and and helping as many people as I can. Oh, that's awesome, Shannon. And, and I know a lot of people have helped you over the years, and it's a great way for you to be able to give back. And um, I'm not surprised uh, you saying those those things here at the end and what you're looking to do. It's just a development and a natural progression for you moving forward. So thank you so much for taking time out of your day. I know uh, you. you have a very busy schedule, and I really appreciate coming on to the podcast. And um, keep up the good work. We'll talk to you soon, and good luck uh, for the rest of the year. Thank you so much, Billy. Thanks for having me. Thank you.